just like an easy one. Uh, it, it is going to challenge you. Uh, it will challenge all of us. Um, but that's good. That's good. We'll be challenged. We will also be encouraged. Um, so you can grab your Bible, which I could not find mine. That's why I was running around the whole house, and then it was up there. Uh, so you can grab your Bible and then go to Acts 21. We, today we will read um, uh, half of the chapter. So we'll go through, from 21 through 20, well, verse, tw- verse 1 to 26. Um, and we'll read that together, and then just keep it open, and we'll go through um, and we will see what the Lord is going to teach us through that reading. And when we had parted from them and set sail, we came by straight of cus, uh, straight course to Cus. And the next day to Rhodes, and from there Pathra. And having found a ship crossing to Phoenicia, we went aboard. And set sail. And when we had come inside of Cyprus, leaving it on the left, we sailed to Syria and landed at Tyre. For there the ship was was to unload its cargo. And having sought out the disciples, we stayed there for seven days. And through the Spirit, they were telling Paul not to go to Jerusalem. When our days were ended, we departed and went on our journey. And they all with wives and children accompanied us until we were outside the city. And kneeling down on the beach, we prayed and said farewell to one another. Then we went on board the ship and returned, and they returned to their home. When they had finished the voyage from Tyre, when we had finished the voyage from Tyre, we arrived at Polyphony. And we greeted the brothers and stayed with them for one day. On the next day, we departed and came to Caesarea. And we entered the house of Philip the Evangelist, whom was one of the seven, and stayed with him. And he had four unnamed, unmarried, not unnamed, (laughs) unmarried daughters who prophesied. While we were staying for many days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea, and coming to us, he took Paul's belt and bound his own feet and his hands and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, This is how the Jews at Jerusalem would bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there urged him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be imprisoned, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since he would not be persuaded, we ceased and said, Let the will of the Lord be done. After these days we got ready and went up to Jerusalem. And some of the disciples from Caesarea went, went with us, bring, bringing us to the house of Manasson of Cyprus, an early disciple with whom we should lodge. 
When we had come to Jerusalem, the brothers received us gladly. On the following day, Paul went in with us to James, and all the elders were present. After greeting them, he related one by one the things that God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified God. And they said to him, You see, brother, how many thousands there are among the Jews of those who have believed. They are all sellers for the law, and they have been told about you that you teach all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children or to walk accordingly to the customs. What then is to be done? They will certainly hear that you are come. Do therefore what we tell you. We have four men who are under a vow. Take these men and purify yourselves along with them and pay their expenses so that they may shave their heads. Thus all will know that there is nothing in what they have been told about you, but that you yourselves also live in obedience of the law. But as for the Gentiles who have believed, we have sent a letter which our judgment that they should abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality. Then Paul took the men and the next day he purified himself along with them and went into the temple giving notice when the days of purification would be fulfilled and the offering presented for each one of them. This is the word of the Lord. And uh, if you can go to the just the the, the title slides, um, I'll take this one off. We should keep them on. Um, so the theme is um, whose will is to be done, and uh, you can see on the on there the the traveling is from the red part. We see they go through cars, roads. Uh, that that's but one I couldn't say so good. And then they pass by uh, Cyprus and come into Tyre, and then we see there. So it's actually it's it's like, it's like we've been doing in Acts. It's a, it's actually quite a long way of traveling. The one one of the stretches, the long stretch, is like four hundred miles or six hundred and fifty kilometers. Um, and so it's it, it would probably have taken three to five days, depending on the winds and different things. So so I was just thinking to myself like. Um, It's because up there it says the the TV is going to be turned off. Uh, if you can just press the volume button on the TV or some remote or something, so that so that one doesn't go out. Um, and because I was just I was just thinking, you know, when you travel today, you either take a plane, you take a boat, or you take a ferry. Thank you, guys. Uh, but that is not exactly how they catch a boat here, because uh, there is no ferries. There is no like you can't go to reiseplan.dk or travelplan.dk and and then find like find something. So the, the traveling is a little more complicated. They would have to find a ship that goes to the next place they're going. So I was just in my own mind thinking, oh, I have to say that. And, and this is maybe some of the ships that could have been. Uh, there's different sizes. So the, actually, the one in the small one is a is probably bigger so also at at the halfway point they change from a 
a boat that can go near the coast to one that can cross. So it's, it's, it's actually a bigger one and it can carry more stuff. Uh, and don't think they, they could carry a lot of, of like, I, I'm not a boat expert, but the numbers seemed like they could carry a lot of cargo at least. And one of them, it takes like a long time to unload all the cargo. So um, yeah, that's just set up that it's not, We sometimes we have to get out of our own mind of like, oh, I'll just take a plane from this place to this. No, this is, <laughs> it's actually a little bit more complicated traveling at this point. And there are no, like set schedules where you can oh, I'll get this ferry and then I'll get this one. You know, you have to walk around the docks and be like, hey, are you guys going there? Yeah, okay. Like, okay, when are you going? We're going Friday. Okay. Then so that's kind of a how that's kind of how the the thing was set up. Um and uh, one of the things that uh, like whose will is it to be done? This is kind of the main theme. It's going to challenge us and also the believers. But also note, as we read, I should have said that before, but if you reread the text, uh, note the love the disciples have for one another, know how they pray for another, know how they show hospitality for one another. And when we get to Manasson, I've never really thought much about him, but it seems like he actually, he risks a lot to have uh, uncircumcised people stay at his house. Uh, so, so they're even risking showing hospitality, praying for another one, one another. We see how they love one another. We see how they, you know, reminiscent of uh, of also when the Ephesian elders were praying. We see this time that they were praying together on the beach and they're sending each other on. And then we have another in verse in verse four. We have this another warning uh, of Paul. That the and, and Luke kind of not that he glances over it, he just but he just mentioned it there. He says that the believers were warned by the Holy Spirit that Paul will suffer in Jerusalem, but they don't really at this point do anything about it. Um, and but we see how, in a way, God is gracious to him and he keeps other people around him, but even himself. Because if you take the slide, Acts 20, yeah, because. Because he said in 20, he said, um, I'm, now I'm going to Jerusalem. And like, I'm going because the Spirit is asking me to go. I don't know what's going to happen. Or I could also read the text. I don't know what's going to happen to me, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me that in every city, that imprisonment, afflictions will await me. But I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish the course, the ministry that I received from the Lord to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So Paul also knows this. Now the people around him is also going to be told. And then they, they stay there with the believers for seven days. They all, yeah, we just said that they follow together. You see the beautiful picture. They, the kids, everybody at the beach praying for them. Then they, then they, um, then we see they, they have this. Uh, the, we see the, um, yeah, they stayed seven days entire. Then they go out. Then they have a just a short um, ride or short sailed to Palamides and they stay there one day 
before they uh, depart to Caesarea Maritima, because there's two Caesareas, so it's a Maritima. Means I'm I'm not a linguist, but I think it means by the sea. Um, and then they still with Philip, and and Philip he's an old acquaintance of us from Acts, um, or we <laughs> we we've uh, we've we've met we've met Philip before in Acts six, where he's chosen as one of the seven to help the disciples distribute food. food. <laughs> Then we also see that God uses him in many other ways, like he sends him all strange places and take out. He's the first one to go to, uh, uh, he goes into Samaria. A lot of people become believers. Then he's told to go out on this desert road, and he does it. He meets a, he meets a eunuch. The eunuch is reading Isaiah. He doesn't know what he's reading. Um, and then... Uh, uh, Philip explains it to him. He's like, I want to get baptized. He's like, great, you believe? Then we'll get baptized you. And then he's like, taken away 30 miles somewhere. And then <laughs> then he preaches the gospel all the way up to the coast. And then he, it seems like he settles there in, uh, in Caesarea. Um, and then then maybe Luke is saying the thing was with also with his, now he has, uh, how many daughters did he have? Have three? Four? Four. The four daughters also. Because now he has daughters and they're so old that they're not married. So they're not like, like there's no reason to say they're not married if they are like young. So so they are older children as well. So that was one of the things where, where um, we can see that time has passed now from when we first met Philip. Maybe 20 years has passed. And then we have another man we've also met, met briefly before, uh, Abigus. We met him in uh, 11, Acts 11, um, where he, and it's actually really interesting because it kind of intertwines together. He, he predicts that a famine will come. And then when, they are, when the Paul and other people are told that, they start gathering, uh, gathering uh, offerings from the different churches so they will come, can come and bring relief. And that's actually why they're going to Jerusalem. So it kind of intertwines together. And then something interesting happens with Abigail. He goes a little bit Old Testament prophet, and he acts out. You can see in Isaiah and some other prophets, they act out things. So they, they would proclaim with their words, but sometimes they build things out of sand, or they will not wear clothes and other things, dig through walls. So we have Agabus here where he, he comes and he takes Paul's belt and then he binds himself, hands and feet, and, and then he proclaims, this is what's going to happen to the man who owns this belt. Um, that reaction, then the reaction becomes different <laughs> from the, what we saw in verse 4. Um, and I don't know, like maybe it's, maybe the thing, maybe they're getting close, you know, maybe they're getting close to uh, maybe they're getting the group and the people there. Maybe, maybe it's because they're getting close to Jerusalem. Maybe, hey, maybe we shouldn't go. Like, we're so close. Maybe we should not have Paul go. Uh, but they're trying to persuade Paul from and urging him not to go because now they've seen this acting out of what's going to happen. They've, the, the, the group here, they've heard this many times. They've heard Paul say it himself as well. But also, if you take Acts 9 slide, what Jesus said, and we talked about this last week too. Um, because I was like, you could also think like, is Paul wrong? 
it's like Paul the one getting it wrong? Well, no, it seems like Paul is getting it right and the other ones are, are, are getting caught up emotionally in this. Because Jesus said uh, to uh, Ananias, when Ananias doesn't really want, are you sure I have to make this man <laughs> see again? For he's a chosen instrument, so this is Paul, of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings. And uh, and the children of Israel, follow show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. And so Paul hasn't told kings yet, but that will come. You could say, well, Paul has definitely already suffered. Yes, but he will suffer more. Um, so, so that's what's going to happen. If you take that one, if you can take verse 13 again, I think it has almost its own slide. Um, because they're, they're so caught up in, in not wanting Paul like to suffer. They, want, they don't want him to go through whatever is coming. But just see Paul's like response is like, but what are you doing? Why are you crying out? Why are you weeping? Why are you breaking my heart? And so you can be like, but, but Paul, man, we were just, I mean, we're just trying to protect you. We're like, we're trying to, that you won't suffer. But he already said to them, I'm ready. I will do whatever it takes. I want to do whatever it takes to, to run the race. And he says, I am willing even to die for the name of the Lord Jesus. And then there's this, uh, <laughs> there's this uh, interesting part where in verse 14, the group, including Luke, and I think it's so good he includes himself, Luke, here. Um, Luke's been telling the story now, and he, we are in a we section, so we know he's with them. And he says, like, when we, <laughs> when we saw we couldn't persuade Paul, then we said, let the will of the Lord be done. <laughs> and that's, that's like where the theme comes from. Like, whose will is it? Is it the Lord's will? Or is it our will? And so here we have like this part where we're kind of going to break off a little bit. And then we're going to, as you might have noticed, we now we're going to look at our ourselves is that the way we react like if and we got to be honest here not the religious answer and not the things and i'll just to be vulnerable i'll give an example so i got a sore throat which i do kind of all every year never thought about asking god for help until three weeks later and i still had it and then three weeks later, I was like, maybe I should pray about this. Is that sometimes how we react as well? As we, when we look at a case, will I fix it myself until I can't do it? And then I'll ask God? Or is when I approach something, like I, I mean, uh, kids, teaching your kids 
or raging in your kids? Is it because my technique is better? Or am I relying, Lord, please help me. Please help me. Give me wisdom. Let your will be done here. And the, the big question and the uh, not easy question is, are we more about our own will than God's will? And, and so it's easy for us here. And I think I've experienced to some extent myself, like we would love for people to stay. The people we invest in, the people we love. But declaring on them saying, you should stay. I don't believe we're supposed to do that. I think we are called to hold people lightly, not because we don't care, but actually because of the opposite, because we care so much. We care so much that we want them to do the Lord's will, not our will. That's why Paul's crying out, why are you weeping and breaking my heart? It, he's not... He he is not saying he doesn't appreciate their concern for him. But they're trying to get him to do something that he's not supposed to do. He is supposed to go to Jerusalem. So when we hold people lightly, it's not because we don't care, it's because we care more about them following Jesus and living in obedience to him. And then if you've been here a little while, you might object in your heart, or you just maybe just come and you haven't experienced when people translate out. And then when you do it the first time, you experience this is not easy. This is not easy. And if we're in the story, like if we're honest, maybe we're just like Luke. Like maybe we're like Luke and Elps like Paul, I know, I think, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm more spiritual than you, but I, maybe you shouldn't go. I'm just saying maybe you shouldn't go. Maybe, you know, the kingdom of God would be furthered more by you not suffering and going to prison because, well, how are we going to keep this thing going if you're in prison or they kill you or something? Maybe that's a lot more our tendency than to be, Lord, your will done and and when those things happen in our own lives no it's kind of abstract to talk about it with with paul but when that happens in our own lives what happens when our motives and our wants seems to trump what god is doing or wants to do And we, honesty would maybe show selfishness. And, 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 and also a, a desire, like we don't want to see people get hurt. It might be too hard for them. I have too much invested in this relationship. They're like my brothers and sisters. How can I let them go? 
But I think we have to be very careful. We don't cause other people heartbreaks and make them make wrong decisions because of our will. And for the parents here, I think we have to be really attentive to this. Most of us have smaller children now. But to even be able to set them free, to say, like, oh, you need to follow where your Lord lives. Because we can't, because whether we like it or not, we can press it by our opinion, we can pressure it by our tears. And I've kind of experienced this, so I can just share, like, maybe a lot of it was pressure for myself, but also, like, kind of feeling pressure from other people. And the time when I was able to make a good decision was when Lee and my mom both at kind of the same time said, like, our biggest desire for you and your family is that you will do what God wants you to do. Because I felt all this pressure of like, I should take over the church or I should do something. I should be close to my parents. All this pressure from the outside. It was really hard to make any good decision. I didn't even know if that was something. But when they set me free, and I didn't have to think about what they thought, but they, are, they showed their heart and said, no, we want what God wants for you. That's the main thing. That's when I think I heard clearer from the Lord and was able to make that decision. So I'm asking all of us to give the same people, uh, not the same people, to give the freedom to people to make those decisions. That and We're not holding people from what God wants them to do, but we love people so much that are in our fellowship that we will pray for them and we will send them out. We will continue to pray for them. Just this week hearing from different places in the world how Hattie's is not here today. You can pray for her car. That's why she's not here because uh, the lift didn't work. But she's having conversations with people from Eastern Europe, uh, um, Australia, and counseling and encouraging and praying. Now in this day and age, it's not ending when people leave. We can be encouraging, keep encouraging, they keep encouraging us, and we can be so blessed by that. But let's set people free to hear what the Lord has for them and where Jesus calls them. Also, if it's difficult, some people were called to a different place, a difficult place. I think it was Sudan or South Sudan. Many people were object- objecting that they were taking their kids. And why are you doing it? It's dangerous. And David smiled and responded, we're already dead. That the response of God, their response was like Paul's response. It is more important that I do what the Lord asks me to do than to think about my personal safety. 
This is not a call to do something weird. This is a call to continue to hear what the Lord has for us. And then it's we gotta have we gotta we gotta wrestle with this one. And it's like, do we really believe that when we say, Lord, let you will be done, it's the best thing? Can we trust God? Can we trust that that is the best thing? And our objections to that would probably reveal some idols or some selfish motives. We're asked to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. We cannot do that if we don't trust him. Does he have the best plan for you, for your friends, for your children, for your neighbors? Do we believe that when we say, Lord, you will be done is the best thing? That was kind of a parenthesis. Let me jump back in verse 15 and 16. They're so ready. Now they're ready because they couldn't persuade him. They're ready to go to Jerusalem. And yeah, they they go to Manasseh, who was also from Cyprus, like Barnabas and Mark we met earlier. And, And he invites the group in, and it's a mixed group. And they're very close to Jerusalem. So I just, I got a lot more respect for Manasin that he's willing to do that. He's willing to take them in and host them. Show them hospitality. And even the thing that Paul might get into, into trouble. <laughs> some of the places Paul stayed before, some of the people <laughs> where he stayed, he, they got drug in. So that, yeah. And then we see in Jerusalem, just like we did at Testimony Time, like the joy as the joy and gladness they're they're receptive with it. Paul's coming back this time. He talks to the to uh, James and the leaders, and he shares one by one the good things that God has done. And they praise the Lord for all the good things that has happened. They glorify God, not Paul. They glorify God, not Paul. They give worth they give worship to the one who's really worthy. Not Paul as some kind of superhero, but they see that the Lord has moved mightily in his ministry and has glorified himself. And now they're glorifying him. Mm-hmm. There's kind of then they want to share. They want to share. And it's like, Paul, listen, brother, listen. While you've been gone and many people there in the other parts of the world have, have become believers, many people here in Jerusalem are believers. Thousands of people are, are are believers in Jesus now, and that's great. Slight issue with that <laughs> is that they're all Jews, and they're really excited about Moses, really excited about the law. And then um, there's some people in the the city that are they're spreading rumors, and they're saying. They're saying that that you don't obey the law, and that you're saying that that they shouldn't circumcise their kids and they shouldn't um, uh, obey the law, which is kind of interesting because since he did circumcise Timothy, he had in other places he 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 did a vow. Um, 
But I think, and then they come up with this rhetorical question, what should we do? They don't really wait for Paul to, to, to do it. But just, just stopping just short here, um, hypothetically, if I was in the conversation, I would have said, well, should we not just uh, not listen to the rumors? Shouldn't we teach our people to stop listening to rumors? Shouldn't we, and this is also for you guys, <laughs> if you hear a rumor or something, well, go and figure out whether it's true. If you hear me or Joseph or Kaleen or you hear Dennis, oh, Dennis, like he beat up some guy, go and ask Dennis about it. Sorry, that's a sample. <laughs> like, don't just, don't just believe these things. Or somebody writes on something not nice or something on Facebook or something. Like, figure out, figure out what it's about. Like, there was somebody who said, don't give legs to rumors. Rumors can spread so far with no legs. Like, don't, don't spread stuff like that. And there's so many warnings in Scripture about our tongue and about how we use our tongue that, that, that we should be the people stopping these things and be like, hey, like, maybe you heard this, but I haven't talked to the person, so I would like to talk to them. I, 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 all hypothetically, I think the church should have been like, okay, guys, we know you've heard this, but let's find out what Paul's actually teaching. And you can say, well, they didn't have Zoom at that time. They couldn't travel over many distances. They didn't have FaceTime. No, I understand all those things. I, I was just, I think I was struck by like, why did they accept the rumors instead of trying to, instead of trying to discount, instead of refuting rumors? Well, to kind of accommodate the new believers that are Jewish, they should just suggest a different way where Paul can show this about taking another vow and joining these, uh, joining these four other people so he would show outwardly that he is not uh, against the law. And then that might have worked, but as you will see next time, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Because from Jews from some Jews from Asia who are non-believers in Jesus, they start a mob like we've seen many times. So recapping, well, just what we just said. Please don't give her. Please don't give legs to rumors. Please talk with people face to face instead of their backs. hard questions for all of us is obeying and living for Jesus and the glory of God is that your number one purpose in life is the word let your will be done is what is what is guiding that is your motivation then for your friends your children your neighbors to hear the same voice and to hear them and see them obey Jesus? Or would we like life to be a little more comfortable and nice instead? Do we have open hands 
not because we don't love, but we love so much that we want to set free people free and not try to persuade them of our way, but to 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 ask them to to follow the way the Lord leads them. That's our mission. Our mission is to follow Jesus and help us do the same. Not to build our kingdom, but the, the Lord will build his kingdom for his glory and his honor. That we will gladly say, let your will be done. I have two slides from Revelation. They come kind of out of nowhere. but I just wanted to remind us about who Jesus is. And maybe you have not seen Jesus like this in a while. But let us just remember that Jesus is not just a weak peasant who dies. He is the Lord of glory. And when John talks to Jesus in Revelation, we see Jesus glorified. Verse 12, I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me. And on turning, I saw seven lampstands, and like in the midst of the lampstand, one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe with a golden sash around his chest. His hairs of his, his head were white, like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like flame of fire. His feet like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp sword, two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in full strength. What happened to John? When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Remember when we pray, and remember when we say, Let your will be done. This is the man. This is the God that we worship. He is all powerful. Because <laughs> I have it here. We can't do it on our own. We can't do it on our own. We can't let people go. We can't release people because we don't want that. But in the power of the Holy Spirit, we can let people go and we can stop spreading rumors, giving, um, yeah, stop giving legs to rumors and those things. And so, like Mara said, if you're out there or you're in here for the very first time, what we're we talking about, what the whole book of Acts is about, is about after Jesus has died and he resurrected just before he ascends, he tells his disciples, wait, you will get power to be my witnesses to the end of the earth. They get that power when the Holy Spirit comes. And the first sermon, Peter says, Peter, I cut to their heart like, what do we do? Well, you repent and you believe in the Lord Jesus and you get the Holy Spirit as a gift. So that's a gift for all of us. That's there if you want it. Faith and trust in Jesus, repenting from our own way, bowing our knees and saying, Lord, let your will be done. So I invite you to do that. Ask 
ask God to show himself, reveal himself. And we're praying for you that the Holy Spirit would do that. I would actually like you guys to, to, uh, to stand up. And if you can show the, the prayer slide. It's kind of that's small for me, so I'll take on my glasses. Um, I'll just pray, and then we're going to finish by praying this together. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this time. Lord, we do pray so much. Like, we've been worshiping you this time, Lord. Help us, Lord, to say your will be done. Help us, Lord, to hold people lightly. Help us to love people so well that it's not about us. It's about you. Help us to do that. Help us not to run with rumors or anything. Help us to shut those things down. And Lord, I just pray for anyone and this is like I want this. I want to be with Jesus. I I want Jesus will be done, not mine. Lord, I pray you would just really meet them there right now through your Holy Spirit. It's for your beautiful name. Amen. But let's end by by the Lord's Prayer together. And you can see I underlined <laughs> the one passage. And I can't see this far with my glasses. But let's uh let's let's pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth and it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You can stay standing and then we'll have the benediction. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and all the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In Jesus' name, amen.